3: It's Rick Tittle. <laughs>
4: Alrighty then, let the hype begin, the fortnight of hype for Super Bowl 56, it's a weird one folks, Bengals Rams, go from the zoo to the petting zoo, but um, hey, those are the two teams left standing, the other 30 are on the golf course, so come on in and let's talk some sports, 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call, we're pretty open today. Uh, We've got three guests, but other than that, a lot of open lines. Once again, don't write it down, just call it up. It's toll-free, 1-800-878-PLAY. Play Play is 7529. And uh, once again, 1-800-878-7529. Coming to you from my uh, house today in the East Bay Hills. And um, people always ask me about my view. I grew up, the house I grew up in had a view of five bridges uh, they were all across the same pond. No, the Golden Gate was right across from my house. Uh, my neighborhood has a great view, not exactly where my house is. But anyway, coming to you from the his house today, back in studio tomorrow. And uh, I still can hear you loud and clear. hope I'm sounding all right to you. And I um, want to remind you that you can always hear us stream through sportsbyline.com. Just go there, click listen live. If you want to write me an email, it's rick at sportsbyline.com. So tune in app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. Uh, No Twitch today, although you can just kind of close one eye and kind of move your head real fast if you want that kind of Twitch. CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2 on your cable provider in 35 million homes. Homes, it's another way of listening to the show. And the American Forces Radio Network, 500 outlets, 177 countries. I always mention at the top of each and every hour. How proud and privileged I am to talk to the military. So stay safe, come home soon. You're doing a great job. We're proud of you. Um, yeah, a lot to talk about the championship games. I got them both wrong. I think most of America really got, (laughs) didn't everybody have chiefs Niners? Um, if you knew what you were doing though, congrats. All right. We'll talk about it. Come on back on sports byline. (laughs)
5: All right, we've got
6: lucky caller number four, Marcus, on the line. If he answers this question, he wins a new car. Let's
5: do this. Okay, for a new car, name the only actor to appear in- And now a message from our sponsor.
6: With 24-7 support and quick and easy
7: claims, Progressive protects what matters most.
6: Progressive films all in the same year wait
5: sorry i, I didn't hear the question seconds marcus yeah no but there was an ad in the middle you didn't of answer of that, but
6: i didn't hear anything oh, so- marcus, you dropped it in the dirt
8: progressive there's never a bad time for great protection progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates
1: You're
0: always up for some fun with the family. So you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation.
4: Ah, sportsy, sportsy, sportsy. The misery it causes, the abject joy it causes as well. This is why, once again, you have to stick with one team. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are rushing out to get their Bengals hats right now. And I can guarantee you, all of Los Angeles, now, only now, not yesterday, now are getting their Rams gear. <laughs> because they're, <clears throat> L.A. is the capital of fake fans, but they're in every town. And <clears throat> I saw it with my A's when they went to three straight World Series. Um, you wouldn't believe how many people were throwing on A's hats who never had any interest in them. And we saw it big time with the San Francisco Giants, but probably the most, I would say, is the Warriors, everybody in the whole Bay Area. There was no sides. Football and baseball were divided. Uh, United on um, Bay Area, United on the Warriors. So, um, But as I said, if you stick with your team and they do get to the mountaintop, like those Bengals fans out there, and I'm sure the Bengals are overjoyed that it's the Rams and not the Niners. When you've only been to two Super Bowls, 81 and 88, Forrest Gregg's team, Sam Weish's team and both times you lose to the Niners by less than a touchdown when you just expect the trifecta to happen again they have to be so happy that it's not the Niners again well anyway if you're under 40 you're probably happy it's not the Niners again but um, the the, the great thing about this Super Bowl is now is that I don't despise any team but I will definitely be rooting for the Bengals um the Stan Kroenke owns the Rams, and he also owns Arsenal, which is a soccer team I hate. And it's just not fun rooting for L.A. in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I did when the Raiders were there, because that's my Raiders, but it's like I don't root for Las Vegas, the city. I root for my team, the Raiders. Um, so, uh, yeah, L.A. Uh, doesn't even care about that team. And in Cincinnati, they live and die with every snap. (laughs) It would mean a million times more. Outside of that, remember, there's always, I say, 10,000 fans that are true blue, especially with the Rams, true blue. But there are so many more real football fans in Ohio, uh, especially in Cincinnati with that team. And uh, Joe Burrow, it's weird. Joe Burrow is cocky but still likable, which is hard to pull off. Normally, if somebody's cocky, like you know, look at me, I'm an 1 overall pick, I'm good looking, I'm successful, but he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a guy who's, you know, as they say, douchey, um, because he still has enough self-deprecating humor, I think. Um, but um, also, Joe Burrow now is the first player in NFL history, the first quarterback, that is, to get drafted number one overall, and then have his team in the Super Bowl two years later. Remember, unless there's some sort of bizarre Tony Dorsett, Herschel Walker type of trade, you're not going to be a good team getting the number one overall pick. And so that means you stink. And this is why you look at guys like, you know, Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman and these guys who come into their teams and they just get sacked on every play. And it's like, don't worry, in a few years we're going to have linemen to block for you. We'll have receivers. You can love a defense. We'll give you the ball back. And so, um, you know, I think about how close the Raiders got to beating the Bengals. And it was the last play of the game. Derek Carr tried to force one in, and um, that's the only option he had. I'm not mad at him on that play, but it got intercepted on the goal line. You think about if the Bills um, you know, against Kansas City just would have squibbed it. I know Josh Allen uh, tweeted out pain. <laughs> he just tweeted out pain because he thinks this could be us. Now, as a Raider fan, I think, well, if Cincinnati's going to the Super Bowl, if we beat him, then we would have been going. I don't think that's necessarily true. <clears throat> um, I mean, it could have been, but it's not like I'm belaboring it. Uh, it could have happened, but... Yeah, the Chiefs choked it. There's no doubt that they choked it. Um, But then people will get back into the the whole thing about, um, you know, the the rules for overtime. And uh, Sean Payton tweeted out, Overtime rules will change guaranteed if Chiefs score TD on this first drive. Well, guess what? They didn't. Marcus Walker tweeted out, if Chiefs score on this first drive, I'll bet they change the overtime rules. Rashad Jennings, I wish they'd change overtime rules. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't. And you know what? That's what I say, too. It's like the people who said after the game with the Buffalo and Kansas City, they said it's not fair because whoever wins the coin toss wins the game. And when it was back when it was a field goal, that was true about 80% of the time. And now now that it's a touchdown first, it's around 70% of the time. Why don't you just man up and play some defense like Cincinnati did? Why don't you just get the ball back? You don't have to just stand there and let them trot upon you. You don't have to do that. Um, But, yeah, Joe Burrow, um, you know, he kept saying, we've been a second-half team all year. We really don't want it to be that way, but it's kind of how it worked out. Our defense really stepped up, blah, blah, blah. Remember, his rookie year last year, in his 10th game, he was out for the season with a knee injury. And he rehabbed, and they talked about uh, a journey of recovery and discovery. Well, they won their first division title in six years. They got their first playoff win, obviously, since before texting was around since 1990 their first road playoff victory ever and uh now two of those and if you think about ryan Tannehill, <clears throat> if you didn't try to throw in that force that stupid pass into double coverage that was tipped and intercepted it would be the titans going right now but this is this is just the way it goes um with football this is why we hang on an edge you know there are times uh you know you look at Matt Stafford, in that game before this against Tampa Bay, he put the ball on the ground, but they got it back. Tampa Bay gets that, they win. But, um, you know, this is three different Bengals teams, three different coaches, three different quarterbacks. Kenny Anderson was the one in Super Bowl 16, and then Boomer Esiason was the second one in uh, in 88. And, uh, you know, Burroughs, a guy from that state. He said, it's something I'm really proud of, being from Ohio, being a quarterback of the Bengals. Cincinnati is two and a half hours from my hometown. This is something I've always wanted to play in the Super Bowl, and I'm doing it with a great group of guys. <clears throat> it's a surprising team, and we will will look at some of those uh, surprising teams uh, for sure. But the, the fact of the matter is, is we do have a little bit of intrigue now, (laughs) right? Because uh, not that the Niners Chiefs wasn't going to be intriguing. The Super Bowl in and of itself is an intriguing event, obviously. But this is just, I don't know. I think the Rams opened up as slight favorites today, if I'm not mistaken, three points or something. But um, just I think because they have a veteran quarterback and Aaron Donald and it seems scarier. But um, we're gonna have a Super Bowl uh, played in a home stadium for two years in a row now. I remember Brady won in his stadium last year, and Stan Kroenke, for all his machinations to get that team out of St. Louis, get it to L.A., build that stadium mostly with his own money, and now he might get a Super Bowl victory. It's just the uh, the rich getting richer. And I don't know. I just the, the Rams don't inspire me to root for them whatsoever. Um, I don't know, You tell me. 1-800-878-Play, that's the number to call. We're talking some sports. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline USA.
11: Andres Leben, diesem Land habe ich treue geschworen, bin geboren in der Pfalz. Ich liebe dich nun mal, jeden Berg,
12: jedes Tal, Heimatland schönes Felserland.
14: I just hope we can win a game.
15: ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy.
4: Aw, yeah. Come on in and get heard. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. We can do this. Come on. 1-800-878-7529. You always look for infighting, too, when you see uh, teams start to melt down. And one of the most hilarious ones, I thought, was... (laughs) yesterday you had well we'll get to that in a minute but we got my main man Charlie on the line calling from New York City what's going on Charlie
16: well I am so happy Rick because I know all the chief fans and on a lesser level of hatred minor fans are all crying in their cereals and Pop-Tarts and Apple Jacks this morning and I am laughing at all of you I hope you all sob and are upset and have stomach cramps and are laying in the fetal position. And I am laughing at all of you, anyway, go to go forward with the games. The The Chiefs game, Mahomes in the second half almost did a complete 180 on how he was playing in the first half. Was, was that more of the adjustments the Bengals did on defense? Or was it he, he just seemed... Like even that last play at the first half when when um they didn't even get three points out of it, and he called a timeout when they they had no more timeouts when he threw that a little uh thing to the hill and he got tackled at the two was it he just had a bad half
4: well I know Mahomes, <clears throat> I, I will give him credit that he stood up for it, and he said, when you're up you know twenty one to three you can't lose it and i I put it on myself and and that's the thing that a lot of people, especially who, when you think about that overtime loss to the the Patriots in the title game, you think about last year's Super Bowl meltdown. You think about missing again. Mahomes was supposed to be a guy who was going to win, you know, seven Super Bowls like Tom Brady. Well, it's just it's another shot that they they threw uh, they threw away. But he kept talking about misreads. Um, you know, I was just bringing up that Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman are arguing over targets. Uh like Mike. <laughs> like, you know, that is not the time to start acting like Antonio Brown, you know. Um and and if you want to talk to buddy, you, you don't yell at the other guy. He's not calling the play. So they no, just started like to yeah, it's just it's a it's amazing momentum in sports because at twenty-one to three, I was just mad at McDermott for squib kicking because I thought we, we might have had a good game in Buffalo right now and we're getting this blowout and I lost all interest in that game at 21 to 3 and uh next thing you know here come the kids from Cincy
16: well if they had gone up 20 to 3 I probably would have turned it off if they had gotten mm-hmm. the touchdown uh the field goal I probably would have held on to the beginning of the third but it just seemed like his passes were like the Bengals there was one play where some Bengal corner should have picked it off and went right through his hands like he he threw behind the receiver the pick where he threw you know i guess it was a screen and, and the guy picked it off I, I know he was under immense pressure you know they they were getting to him he just he just seemed not himself and i just i find that fascinating how that can happen
4: literally well I do know one thing technically if you, if you looked what they would do is because a lot of times you'd think blitz him blitz him and they did the opposite they would a lot of times take one of their defensive tackles and drop him into the hook just to take away those intermediate routes so it looked weird seeing a three man rush and it's completely risky to give Mahomes all that time um, but right. when they started doing that he had Two interceptions, what four sacks? No touchdown passes, and uh, yeah. so for it, it actually ended up working.
16: No, and, and held to three points in the second half. I mean, mm-hmm. that I mean, it was amazing. Um, and the second game, do you? I mean, are you? Things I've been reading online—they're all hanging it on Garoppolo. He didn't lose in that game. Do you? I mean, he didn't play great. He has, but he's not a great quarterback. They, they I mean, the Rams basically stuffed the box, took the running game away from them, and, and forced, tried to force them to throw. And, and, you know, I mean, what's, what's, I mean, what, what are your impressions of that game? Just that, uh, can't lay it on Garoppolo.
4: No, and, and even that, that interception that he threw to end the game went right through the guy's hands. I mean, it was.
16: No, I know, I know. So, I mean, in hindsight, he probably—I mean—they would have lost at that point anyway. But you should have—I never like when you take a—you just—I know it was a desperation move. You should have probably just taken the sack and get up. I mean, it's still a minute left in the game, and and try to come up with some miracle fourth and twenty-five or whatever. But Uh I I mean, they Kittle only a few targets. I mean,
4: right. well, you, you know, think about it, it, it if, if 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 Tart intercepts that pass we're not even talking about well, Garoppolo right now
16: absolutely no I know and then and then that knucklehead who is a ward, who helmet to helmet out of frustration ward. right ward. On on, on 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 Odell Beckham I mean just they just no um, you know I'm just glad that I don't have to uh um uh, either of the other teams I have to watch um do, do I have time for one more question or sure or, all right, uh, Raiders. Daniels. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, listen, he wasn't my first, second, or maybe even third choice. Um, I'm. I'm going to go with it with an open mind. I, um, I'm. 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 Um, I'm indifferent, I guess. I like the fact that they hired Ziegler because he seems like he's a real football GM. Um, what's you want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, or are you? Worried? Well,
4: we we have to. Um... I'm. I would much rather have McDaniel's than Uh, uh I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, if he can yeah. improve our defense inside the, tw- I mean our offense inside the twenty, that'd be great. Um, I don't like the fact that Ziegler drafted Mac Jones, but it, it seemed like McDaniel's was getting the most they could uh, out of him. These guys were college teammates together at John Carroll, and there's there's two other NFL guys that were on that team too. It's kind of funny, but. Um, you know, it's just the stupidity of this guy. When he was in Denver flying his team into London, he treated it as a Monday night game. I think that was against the Niners. I said, bet everything you own mm-hmm. on San Francisco because Josh McDaniels didn't understand jet lag. Um, he told the Coats, you know, I accept your job. And then 10 minutes later said, never mind. And then he wouldn't talk to the press, so he hid inside his house. He looks too much like Lane Kiffin. Um, I know. I <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, like, you're right. He's not my first choice, but he's better than Rich Bisaccia, so I'll just light that candle.
16: Yeah, and and I assume they're going to bring in a new defensive coordinator, or I would assume he's going to bring in his own people. I would love him to bring in that guy Flores from Miami if he doesn't get a head coaching (laughs) job. someone like that. I heard Wink Martindale is another retread, another name. I would like but, to hold you know, on
4: to Gus Bradley if they could have him work another year with yeah. those
16: guys.
4: No, I agree. I'm
16: just assuming he's going to want to bring in his, own, his yeah. own people. Right. Anyway, that's all I got. All right, buddy. Hey, Keep thanks for
4: the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Charlie, There experiencing some good schadenfreude, um, not a chief or Niner fan. <clears throat> for me cuz people ask me like are you a bay guy are you a bay guy i'm like no that would mean i would root for stanford you know i i know there are people like that like my old buddy michael urban he rooted for every team in the bay area you know so and i understand it but we have too many tribal lines uh, that are drawn and it has twisted a lot of people that they don't even there are people in oakland who don't even want to go to san francisco for dinner they feel like <laughs> they feel like they're being disloyal or something um, but I, I do remember from the time I started college until I was 30, the the Niners were in this dynasty and the Raiders were in L.A. and the Raiders did uh, win a Super Bowl their second year in L.A. but uh, for the most part, I just got teased. You guys don't have a quarterback. You're going through the Jay Schraders and Rusty Hilgers of the world. And they went from St- uh, Joe Montana to Steve Young. And the Niners were in the playoffs, what was it, 14 years in a row. No team has ever played in more title games, uh, NFC title games than them. And so I got to the point where I was like, enough with the Niners' success. And so, to be honest with you, when the Niners start losing, I really don't care. I kind of think that those days in my college days where I was like, good, let them lose. But on the other hand, I have so many cousins and aunts and uncles that just diehard Niner fans. I have friends who are diehard Niner fans. And so my um, my will for the Niners to lose is, is pretty much gone. Uh, but I get no joy in them winning. Um, but I think it would have been more interesting had they – One, because I thought it might have increased our chances of getting down to (laughs) radio row. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. But I was thinking if the Niners make it, um, I think that would have been a better excuse uh, to get us and me and Dominic and whoever else down there. And now that they're not going, um, I I think that kind of squashes the chances. So that's how I was looking at it. Yeah, the Chiefs Chiefs can eat a bag of butts 24-7. I know, I'm very eloquent. We'll take a break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline.
6: All right, we've got lucky caller number four, Marcus, on the line. If he answers this question, he wins a new car.
5: Let's do this. Okay, for a new car, name the only actor to appear in... And now a message from our sponsor.
6: With 24-7 support and quick and easy claims, Progressive protects what matters most. Progressive. Films all in the same year.
5: Wait, sorry, I, I didn't hear the question. Three seconds, Marcus. Yeah, no, but there was an ad in the middle You didn't of- answer. But I didn't hear anything.
6: So- oh, Marcus, you dropped it in the dirt.
8: Progressive. There's never a bad time for great
1: protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo! I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa! That's ridiculous! Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS Insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now. And get your car washed, please. 800 756 3744. 800 756 3744. 800 756 3744. That's 800 756 3744. Back to pass goes targeted. He's going down the middle, and White makes the catch. He is clean, but holds on to the football, losing the helmet. Chin strap flying one way, helmet the other. Holy Toledo!
15: saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then.
4: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. And lines are available. 1-800-87A-PLAY. 32 teams enter. One leaves. Right now, we only have two. They will enter into the octagon at Sophie... SoFi, I always say Sophie SoFi Stadium because you're so fine, girl and I would imagine that it'll be a Bengals home game well, actually I take that back Super Bowls are pretty corporate and there are so many tickets <clears throat> that are I mean somebody <laughs> the other day somebody's showing me uh, I don't know if it was StubHub or whatever Hot Seats, whatever the apps are called but the ticket for the Super Bowl was $7,000 and the convenience fee if there's anything more mistakenly wrongly named it's a convenience for whom not standing in line I guess not dealing with a, a ticket tout a scalper on the BART bridge um, the convenience fee, fee was three thousand dollars. <throat> yeah. What's that? Forty percent. So you'll pay ten thousand dollars for a ticket. i told us before, but at Super Bowl 15, my I went with my dad and my little brother. My older brother got to go to Super Bowl eleven. So it's in New Orleans. Flew in, thanks dad, it was awesome. Flew in the night before the game, we had that extra ticket. And and uh, my dad said, if you see a scalper, just sell it to him. Just get face value. I don't care. And so there was this guy, <clears throat> this kind of big fat guy, standing on the corner. He was going, who needs a Super Bowl ticket? And I'm like, you want to buy one? He goes, how much? And the face value was $40. And our Raider season tickets were twelve fifty. So, $40, you know, obviously that's over a 300% markup. And um, it's like, wow, $40. To put it in perspective, like, I remember that same year, my dad bought me a pair of Dr. J's, which were the best basketball shoes you could buy. They were Converse. They were white leather with the red star. And those were $40. So... Um, so the guy was like, yeah, he handed me two 20s and that was it. Well, now a $3,000 convenience fee, <laughs> the convenience of not having to talk to that guy in the French Quarter on Bourbon Street, I guess. <clears throat> but anyway, back to, Charlie brought up the race. I might as well talk about him because, yes, a new sheriff and a new deputy in Las Vegas, both arriving via New England and this whole thing about how You know, if you were there in New England, then you're successful. Well, I think that's really down to two people it's Bill Belichick on defense and Tom Brady on offense. That's basically how it is. And of course, Belichick, the way he ran his team, which was fair but with a uh, very steady hand, to say the least. Some might say iron fist, but the results are undeniable. And so you get the Romeo Cronells and the Bill O'Briens and the Charlie Weisses and Josh McDaniels in Denver. The list goes on and on of guys, Brian Flores, who have left that team and are supposed to have that same pixie dust that Number 12 and Double B had at Foxborough. And it doesn't work out that way. It almost never does. Why? Because they're not Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But the Raiders needed a professional person to run their draft, to make their trades, to sign free agents, and to cut people. And they finally do have this in this guy, Dave Ziegler. Now, whether he works or not, I don't know. I'll tell you why I'm not over the moon about it. Because the most hype I ever heard for any of my teams when it came to a general manager was a guy named Dave Tordzik. He was the guy in Charlotte that built the Expansion Hornets into this playoff team with Larry Johnson, member Grandma Grandmama from UNLV, and the, if, they could, if the Warriors could only get that guy, then they would be able to have a steady hand, as I mentioned, and someone who knows what they're doing. And he da- drafted Todd Fuller, and I did a blood-curdling scream. I was at work at the time in TV, and I, I scared the hell out of two women did a blood-curdling scream, I threw myself on the couch when they showed Todd Fuller's big dopey face, and they asked him, did you think about uh, drafting uh, Kobe Bryant, and he said, I can't wait for that kid to develop. Great. So, in other words, just because a guy has experience, I mean, remember Reggie McKenzie? Oh my gosh, he's Ron Wolf. No, he's not. He worked for Ron Wolf. Oh, he's Ted Thompson. No, Ted Thompson had his office down the hall. And a lot of people don't remember, and I pointed this out at the time, Reggie McKenzie was an NFL scout for the Packers. Yeah, right. Well, what that means is he looked at other teams, not college. And so why would you need that? Well, think about a couple of Falcon backups, like Brett Favre and Matt Schaub, or you think about Hasselbeck as a backup, or Rich Gannon as a backup. It's like finding those guys – who are underutilized or <clears throat> finding the star and finding a way to get him over. You know, if you've got a, like a you know, DeAndre Hopkins, how can we get that done? Houston would never trade Hopkins. If they wouldn't. Let's get this done. <clears throat> so, you know, and he's the guy that said he would have taken DJ Hayden number one overall. He's the guy who took Jihad Ward instead of Derrick Henry. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, and you just think about the – the moronic, the most moronic of all, was Garyon Conley over TJ Watt and Jabril Peppers. I mean, it's just, I, I almost wish <clears throat> the Raiders would do the draft literally just by reading Mel Kuyper or Hub Arkish or Todd McShay. I mean, just go with the media report. Now, does that backfire? Yes. Jamarcus Russell was a consensus number one overall pick. People always think that was Al Davis's Bob Bukzkowski pick. Bob Buckskowski was Al. He had lost his mind that draft. Out of pit, a guy who didn't get a high grade. Or it's the Jeff Loggeman. When the Jeffs drafted him, he had a fourth-round grade, and that's when Mel Kuyper said, the Jets don't understand the draft. Right? Not so much the Edger and James, Ricky Williams thing where, Kuiper got raked over the coals on TV, but it's just a matter of why don't you just try not to outthink yourself and reinvent the toilet, like starting Liam Hendricks in a playoff game. Like, tr- can you try to not do that? So that's what I'm hoping uh, for. Ziegler's follies, Ziegfeld, um, and the, uh, the that that first time in Denver, um, hopefully it would be sort of like Pete Carroll when he was head coach of the Jets and wasn't he Jets and Patriots, I believe? And his third time, uh, he got it right. But remember, the reason that he said yes, no to the Colts is because they said you're taking over for Belichick. And then Belichick 70, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. McDaniels is like, Oh, do I want another year with Mac Jones, or do I want to start running my own team? So then, his college buddy, who he's known forever, Ziegler, It's like, let's go to Vegas together. Let's do it. So, and the funny thing is, too, is that you think about Garoppolo was supposed to take over for Brady, and then Brady's like, "Well, I'm 40, and I'm MVP." By the way, there are there were reports that Brady's thinking about retiring, and it's not confirmed yet, and his. His dad said, Tommy hasn't made that decision yet. Um, it's funny, I saw a tweet from Chris Bassett, the A's. We'll see how long he stays, A's all star pitcher. And he said it was disgusting, and anyone who reported that should be fired. I'm like, hey, calm down, Chris. It's not a big deal. All you have to say if you're Tom Brady is, uh, actually, that's incorrect. I haven't announced it yet. I don't know. I'm. Don't think that, I don't think that's a source for outrage. You could just say, oh, it's kind of messed up telling people that, but no, I haven't gone anywhere. Like, okay. But uh, McDaniels, of course, the majority of his coaching career in uh, New England, 45 years old. Um, and even when you look at his time in Denver, he was still around 500. It's not like he was an abject failure with all the stupidity. I remember that Raider game where we scored like 59 points at Denver. That was a game where you just do cartwheels the whole time. Bottomless cartwheels. What? Um, <laughs> he did have <clears throat> um, that short stint with the uh, the St. Louis Rams as the offensive coordinator. And then Belichick got him back to New England and said, uh, you can take over now. So... Um, Apparently, um, Mark Davis said he was. Uh, it's going to be, you know, good for Derek Carr. Hart. Derek Carr is going into a walk year. Do they want to give him forty million dollars a year like Dak Prescott? I mean, this is the rate of a starting quarterback right now, a franchise quarterback, especially a guy like him. who will be signing his third contract. You're looking at at least thirty-five million dollars a year. this guy you're going to be paying him more than two million dollars a game and if that's what you want to do I mean that's just you can decide but I think it's interesting when they say you know like McDaniels had a a six hour meeting with Davis including a three hour dinner what's the three hour dinner like even if they had like a ten course meal and all the talking and everything else and they say soup to nuts and dessert and drinks What's that, two out? Did they just sit there for an extra hour? Did he cordon off a section of P.F. Chang's? Um, but still, that's not as long as when um, John Lynch called up Jed York and said, I know you're looking for a GM. Why don't you hire me? And he said, I thought you were a player and you're a TV guy. He goes, yeah, I know, but I'll make a good GM. And uh, then he spent the night at Jed York's house. Then <laughs> they said they wanted to see if he would leak it. I don't know. And he did leak it. He wet the bed. No. But I always wonder what happens in those long, long meetings. They sound horrifying. But, and look, you shouldn't, one should not judge one because they remind you of someone else. But I can't help but think about the dumb crap McDaniels did. And he looks exactly like Lane Kiffin. So how can I not make the comparison? You know, but... It's funny the people who are blind apologists to the Raiders they act like they just got Vince Lombardi. Uh, as I was telling Charlie, at least they didn't give Bisaccia a full. Let's see what he can do in a full year. You really want to throw away another year? Why don't we just keep the pandemic and stay locked in our? Let's see what the pandemic can do if we stay locked in our houses another full year. That, that's what that sounded like to me when you said people said let Bisaccia stay for a full year. All right. We'll talk about it. Come on back on Sports Byline USA. Oh, yeah. Who?
0: the Big Stuff. Who do you think you are? the Big Stuff. You're never
5: going to get my love.
1: 2080
17: teams have four attempts to move the ball 10 yards so if you see a graphic on your screen that says first and 10 that means it's the team's first attempt to get 10 yards
15: Be crazy. Use a DOG. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
4: Oh, you know, today's the last day in January. That means the FIFA transfer window will be closing. Tottenham bringing in Dejan Kulusevsky and Rodrigo Redancourt from Juventus. Deli Ali goes to Everton. Who would have believed he'd leave at 25? Um. <clears throat> Brian Hill loaned to Valencia. Uh, Giovanni Lo Celso. With Valencia. How about their most expensive player of all time, and Dombale Loaned back to Lyon. Can we get our money back? Uh, <laughs> we'll see. The deadline ends at 11 o'clock in England, so that would be 3 o'clock our time. Still time. It, it's funny is that I always think like a dork, even though I've been watching this forever, that come January 1st, okay, sign your guy. And it always seems like around the 14th, they're like, all right, who's available now? And then we wait the entire length of the month and nothing happens till the last day. It's just so weird that happens. And yet every year, I think, why don't you do your due diligence in December, right? All the scouting. And then January 1st, I understand you can't do it overnight, but January 1st, really get the ball rolling. and Maybe, you know, five, six days, you have your guy. And January 7th, there they are. But no, it's always to the last second. And how about Team USA losing in 20-degree weather in Hamilton, Ontario, with a frozen ball against Canada, 2 nothing. That was also a great soccer headline over the weekend. Don't worry, we're still okay for now playing Honduras on Wednesday Honduras by the way in the last place in this uh, CONCACAF octagon. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. we got in the 2 hours. Come on back on sports.
17: USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
11: Following protests of Spotify kicked off by Neil Young over his claim of COVID-19 vaccine misinformation, the music streaming service says that it will add content advisories before podcasts discussing the virus. In a post-Sunday, Spotify chief executive Daniel Eck laid out more transparent platform rules. The Joe Rogan Experience, which has been criticized for spreading virus misinformation, claims some of yesterday's misinformation are today's scientific facts.
17: The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID you'd be removed from social media now that's accepted as fact
11: the Cincinnati Bengals will play the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 56 on February Thirteenth. USA radio news
19: hi I'm Dan Pilla I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house I sued the IRS and won I beat the IRS then and I've been beating them ever since I wrote the book on tax debt settlement and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved I can help you too If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com.
11: As the United Nations Security Council meets Monday to discuss unrest around the world, one topic to be discussed is Russia's posturing against their Ukrainian neighbors. Some U.S. lawmakers want to impose sanctions before Russia attacks.
5: Russia has amassed troops along the Ukraine-Russia border in Belarus and put ships in position in the Mediterranean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby telling Fox News Sunday that a Russian invasion of Ukraine could happen at any time. He continues to add troops to that border with Ukraine. The American ambassador to the United Nations Linda Thomas-Greenfield telling ABC's This Week they're calling for Russia to explain themselves at the UN Security Council. One more opportunity to find a diplomatic way out for for the Russians. Senators Bob Menendez and James Risch of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee plan to finalize legislation on sanctioning Russia early this week. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott.
11: Thank you, Jeremy. We are USA Radio News Denver Colorado Elementary School will be holding a Black Lives Matter event for kindergartners and first graders this week. Topics of discussion will include restorative justice, transgender affirming, queer affirming, and black villages. Nicole Neely, president of Parents Defending Education, speaks out on Fox News.
6: This is Black Lives Week of Action uh, in schools, and so this is one of dozens of schools across the country that will be doing this instead of, as you pointed out, the things that we expect our children to be learning centennial elementary where this is taking place only 31 percent of students score at or above proficiency in math and reading our children have a finite number of hours in the day and so every hour that they spend you know working on these principles is one where they're not making up the significant learning loss that has happened over the past two years our children deserve better why would anybody need to really get into issues of race with school the school actually put out a statement that said there are studies showing that children have internalized bias beginning ages two to four, and so that's why they feel that they need to shove these things down our children's throats. These are issues that you know parents should be deciding, families should be deciding, because this is not what we send our children to school to learn. Um, you know, issues of transgenderism, these are very sensitive topics that a lot of people feel very strongly about, and it's not something that we want our children, you know, who are, let's remember, kindergarten first grade i mean these are five six seven year olds who still believe in the tooth theory and so this is very objectionable i think on a lot of levels
11: thanks for listening it's well appreciated i'm lance pry we are usa radio news
0: how is your car payment treating you what if i told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as 83 dollars a month look at your car payment closely you could be paying as high as 20 percent interest call rate genius now
1: 800-811-7913 800-811-7913 800-811-7913 that's 800-811-7913 not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings actual offer terms including apr are determined at the time of your application based
2: on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle loan term and other factors
14: rick tittle knows his sports
6: i hate that guy i love that guy
4: Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle coming to you from the homestead as I did for 14 straight months during the pandemic. We always see these um, bets that come through and and listen, the FanDuel is the one bragging about this. It's the casinos and betting sites and apps that that brag about this because they want you to think that you're going to be that guy or that girl. But there was a guy who took a two-leg parlay To guess the final scores of both games, and he or she got it right. Uh, Bengals 27, Chiefs 24, Rams 20, 49ers 17. Those are classic football scores. There's nothing crazy in there. There's no safety. There's no missed extra point or anything like that. So it's really not going out on a limb. But he bet $20 and won (laughs) $579,020. I just love the fact that he got his bet back and got the $579,000. So, good for him, but this is the kind of thing, like I said, that FanDuel and Vegas and everyone else would absolutely... um, uh, you know, Fandu also said, one guy placed $5 that won 145000 Another guy bet $2 that turned into $58,000. Yeah, but what about all the other punters and schmucks that completely threw their money away? That's most of them. If you, I remember the last time I flew into Vegas a few years ago. All you saw were you know, these little squares of new neighborhoods, Summerlin or whatever it is, out in the middle of the desert. Just these sort of... Asa Provence, walled cities, and then you saw a hundred cranes. The only one that went broke, I mean, you think about these things, they got rebranded, Aladdin got rebranded, Bally's got rebranded, Binion's got rebranded. The only building that's empty is Trump Casino. (laughs) Only Donald Trump was a failure in Vegas. You, I think I could build a shack and put a slot machine in there. And in, in a year, I'd be getting a crane building a 60-story hotel. That's because everyone loses, folks. They all lose. Just reminding you. All right, come on back. Thank you for that and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network and uh, it's our pleasure to welcome Frank Frigo. He is from Champion Gaming and Edge Sports as well. Frank, welcome to the show. A lot going on during the uh, championship round. Tell us uh, what you got.
21: Yeah, hey, thanks Rick. Thanks for having me. So uh, just maybe just a little sort of quick overview of what we do, because we look at sports a little differently than than most folks in the media out there. We take a pretty deep dive analytical approach um, with modeling techniques where um, we simulate outcomes and really look at specific decisions. So these, these were a couple of uh, very exciting games, kind of a continuation from the prior weekend. And um, we like to look at some of the key decisions that really swung the game. And the one, um, if you want to just jump into it, that really comes to mind was a Shanahan fourth and two uh, at midfield when they were leading by three. And we had that costing the... 49ers about 5% in win probability at a really key moment in the game. And uh, we felt that that was a very pivotal moment that kind of swung that game where Shanahan got it wrong. Um, The Chiefs game was a bit of a head scratcher for us. I mean, it was really a tale of two halves, as as any observer could have seen. The Chiefs looked like early on they were going to just run away with this game. And then this really bizarre situation at the end of the first half, when they walked away with no points on this kind of strange screen pass and let the clock run out. And that was really just a botched thing that seemed to be kind of a pivotal moment that turned the game. But kudos to Cincinnati for, for making some defensive adjustments that just had Mahomes and the rest of the crew um, looking like a different team in the second half. And it just, it, it really was, they weren't even recognizable compared to you know, how the game had started.
4: So nowadays, as you know, Frank, there are a lot of places that, you know, um, advertise and brag about how they have this metric or this way of looking at things, and and you should come to us for all your analysis. What is it about you guys that kind of, uh, that you feel puts you head and shoulders above everybody else?
21: Well, under the champion gaming umbrella, we have several different brands. We have Edge Sports, which started about uh, 10 years ago. We've got Football Outsiders, which started in 2003 which are really one of the pioneers aaron shots uh who started it of the football analytics movement and um they took an approach to look at context around team performance so there's always traditional statistics around passing rushing offense defense just in terms of total yardage but what football outsiders did very differently is that they looked at the context of that yardage so if it was it accumulated in garbage time or during a very weak opponent? It's one thing to pick up six yards on a third and eight, right? It's another thing to pick up six yards on a third and five. Those are There's different context around that. And what they found is by tracking the game in that way and charting it in that way, that their metrics were much more predictive about future team performance. So what we have now under Champion Gaming is kind of the best of both worlds, which is these football outsiders DVOA metrics that define who the teams are, and then we feed those into the simulation model that Edge Sports created almost 20 years ago now. even pri- it was the, the technology was developed even prior to the start of Edge Sports. Um, when we put those together, what we do is we look at decisions, impactful plays, but we measure them in terms of impact on win probability. And You can think about win probability like a stock ticker. If you have two evenly matched teams, they're at 50-50 at the start of the game. The inevitability is at the end of the game, one team will be at zero, one team will be at 100. In between, there's all kinds of volatility, there's randomness, there's decision-making, execution. Those are all the things that we measure. And then we put a, you know, a very special emphasis on pivotal, you know, highly uh, leveraged type of decisions that swing the game. And, and that's a lot of what we like to talk about.
4: So is it the, it's not the kind of thing where you, like if you're going to bet on the game, you get a point spread and you're stuck with it. Do you guys stay fluid and adjust throughout the game?
21: Yeah. I mean, if there's a, if there's a key roster change, that happens. But what we generally operate on is on a, on a broader set of data um, that defines who those teams are. So going into the game, our simulations are fully customizable We'll adjust it if there's a key roster change. Once the game is going on, we can, we can look at any unique game state. So our simulations have a running clock. They take into account ball position, score difference, number of timeouts, yards to first, and so forth. And what we can do is we can hypothetically look at, in that case, what I talked about with Shanahan, he's got a fourth and two. We can simulate if they were to punt the ball, We can simulate if they were to execute a short passing play or a rushing play, and we'll simulate that hundreds of thousands of times and do a comparative analysis on what, on average, produces the most wins. That was the original purpose of our model, was to look at decision-making. But what we ended up finding out, and and a lot of our customers sort of drove this process, is that when you're producing win probabilities, obviously the obvious question is, well, what can you tell us about handicapping the game? What can you tell us about expected points and point spreads? So where we stand today is we consult with a number of different NFL teams. They license our technology. We also consult in the sports betting industry. We consult in the sports media industry and we can provide a lot of insights around expected outcomes of games so we can produce our own fair lines we can compare those to the lines of the games and we post those on FootballOutsiders.com, com, edge sports which is spelled edj sports.com and again this is all under the, the champion gaming uh parent
4: have you guys uh, done a million sims on the super bowl yet
21: uh, we have actually, <laughs> so uh, that's all very fresh. So we just updated the Football Outsiders data, and not too surprisingly, I mean the the lines tend to be pretty efficient for the Super Bowl. I mean this game uh, opened at minus three and a half. It's now at minus four. The money line, I think the fair value is around the consensus, or about a plus one seventy five for the the Bengals as an as an underdog. Um, so we've got it pretty fairly valued. When I simulated the game, we've got uh, we've got the Rams winning about sixty-two percent of the time, and that's pretty close to where the market price is right now. And we've got three and a half to four points as being a pretty fair valued uh, game at the moment.
4: One final question for you: uh, You know, there are some things that no matter. How much knowledge you have um, or what the data tells you, you don't know that, you know, Jacquawski Tart will drop the easiest interception anyone ever had. I mean, there's just the, the human element is always going to be a variable uh, that can't be quantified. So, is that why you run so many sims just to get sort of an average database?
21: Yeah, we run so many sims to to take out any statistical uncertainty, but but you always have the uncertainty around your input assumptions. We think we have very, very good input assumptions, and we have a very good way of contextualizing the game state. You know, when we're in a game and we say, hey, right now their win probability is 70% because they're at midfield and, you know, they've got this many yards to go. We're pretty confident. I mean, we've tested that rigorously against market data, against actual outcomes. But there's no question. I mean, there is there is a certain amount of <laughs> randomness and uncertainty that that is inherent in any sport. Um, you do your best to handicap that and see what you know these outcomes are on average, what these decisions do on average. But but that's what makes it exciting. I mean, you know, who would have thought that the Chiefs getting out to a twenty-one to three lead were going to lose that game? And you know, in when anybody watching it in the first half, I mean. The win probability for the Chiefs was up as high around 95 percent, but that's not quite 100, is it? So things can happen.
4: Yeah, I wish it gets funny when they show a team, uh, you know, it's says probability of playoffs or something, and it would say 0 percent, but yet they're mathematically alive. It's like, how could somebody be 0 percent when they're mathematically still alive?
21: Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes I think that's a matter of rounding. They don't want to go into the tenths. It's just so low, they just round it to zero. But that, that's a, it's a it's a
4: fair point. All right, that's Frank Frigo from Champion Gaming and Edge Sports. Number Edge Sports, EDJ. Frank, thanks for stopping by, man. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, I'm Rick Tittle. we got open lines the rest of this hour at 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on back on Sports Byline.
2: If you're running an online business and you don't feel you're getting enough new customers every day, then I want you to claim a free copy of my new book right away. Inside this book, you'll find everything you need to get more new customers consistently using my proven and powerful E5 method. Hi, my name is Todd Brown, and for the past two decades, I've been showing entrepreneurs, from complete beginners to millionaire business owners, how to rapidly fill any business with new customers using a method called the E5 Customer Acquisition Protocol. I've just packaged it into a brand new book, and I'm going to send you a copy today, absolutely free. I promise this book will forever end any struggles you have getting new customers to buy from you daily. But hurry, only a limited number of free copies are available. Text the keyword E5METHOD1 to 63566. Text E5METHOD1 to 63566. One more time, text the keyword E5METHOD1 to 63566.
18: I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad.
15: I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
4: Hey, whatever works, like I said, and uh, lines are available if you want to get in and talk about what you saw, just what you saw in that second half of that Chiefs game or at the end of that Niner game, just what you saw. You know, Jalen Ramsey also dropped a pass that was right in his hands, an interception, I should say. So, I mean, the, the choking does go both ways. And I'll I'll give it up to Tart after the game. He was a stand up guy saying, I blew it. It's my bad. I'll try to get stronger from it. Um, by the way, speaking of you know, zero point zero percent, I hit the wrong button on my Facebook page that gave me stats that I didn't want. Like it says <clears throat> it always says, You could reach more if you gave us money. <laughs> it's basically what it says. Boost your post. I'm like, I oh, don't give a damn. They're like, no, boost it. Get more people to look at it. But the thing that I thought was funny, I hit this button. It said, of your followers, um, which is on Twitter, I have 5,500 something. And then on Facebook, I have 1,100 something. Um, but it says, your top countries of followers. From the United States, 96.1% of my followers, and then tied for second, all at 0.3%, Puerto Rico, which is still a protector of the United States, Philippines, India, Bangladesh. So if you take (laughs) India and Bangladesh and put them together, I will because they're neighbors, I know politically they're not huge friends. 0.6%. <clears throat> um, By the way, the name Bangladesh Desh or Desi means um, immigrant. This is why you have that term Desi for the um, the Indian people in England, or they call them Asian. If you didn't if you didn't know that Asians are Indians in England, but uh, of the Bengal, and of course the Bengal is India. So it's immigrants from Bengal and they become Bangladesh. And now the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. What do you think of that? All right, let's go to Vince, who's out in Lafayette. What's up, Vince?
22: Yeah. Well, at the start of the season, I'd give the Jets a 0% chance of making the
4: playoffs. <laughs> yes, I would too. I mean,
22: they're so bad. Yeah, because they're so bad. I would do that every year. I mean, so if a per say 0, that would be 0. Um, For sure. Second thing, I, I think the... 49ers played a great game um it could have gone either way i mean they, they they played their hearts out so i'm not you know i i'm more of a raider fan but I, I mean i was cheering for the 49ers but uh i was asking your opinion on this their quarterback obviously is going to get traded um do you think i'll get a number one pick for him
4: no a two
22: uh
4: no no no, think- no way third (laughs) (laughs) let's just go down every round um i think to get garoppolo it would probably be a fourth rounder um maybe a third i don't think there's any way i mean they got him for a two and they're not going to get a a return on that not after that last and not after he was so hated in his own town uh i think garoppolo is is better than probably the quarterbacks on 10 other teams Um, I think even Niner fans who don't like him probably might even agree with that. But I think he's definitely going to be in the league, but I don't think you're going to get a second-round pick for him.
22: See, I I think he's pretty good. I mean, I I agree with you. I think there's at least 10 teams that think a quarterback. That's why I was thinking. They they, they might get a one. That's my prediction. I think they'll get a one just because. uh, But it'll either be a, a, a low one or a high two. That's my prediction. Because I just think there's so many bad teams with quarterbacks. That need quarterbacks, and there's none in the draft this year. That's why I think they, they will. Play. Right, but the thing, but mind. the thing is, the it's thing
4: not is... A, it's, but it's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of leverage. They know the Niners are all in. They've traded their immediate future and their future future for Trey Lance, and so the Niners are in no position to say, "Hey, you know what, Jimmy G? We might just keep him and start him," because they know that they'd be lying. So it's not a matter of how, what he's worth. It's a matter of what they know they can get out of the Niners, which is the Niners are in no position to bargain.
5: No,
22: I, and I agree with you. I think everybody knows they're going to trade him. I just think there's going to be at least three or four teams you know, bidding on him. I just think okay. if you have nobody bidding on him, yeah, then you wind up cutting him. But if you have like four or five teams that want him because, because they need a quarterback – then it doesn't matter. that You know, you're going to get room. Somebody's going to up the ante. That's why. That's my why. I think you'll get a one. I mean, well, so I the know. Niners are the
4: Niners yeah, are. You know, the Niners, that would be their ideal scenario for the Niners. Yeah.
22: Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I think is going to happen because there's there's no quarterbacks in the draft, and there's so many teams that need a quarterback. So I think mm-hmm. yeah, everybody knows they're going to trade them, But it doesn't matter if you you know somebody's going to sell a painting, but there's five guys in a room that want it really bad. Then the, you know the price goes up. If yeah, I got if, it. if there's like nobody in the room. Yeah, but that's my prediction. But the other thing is Cincinnati's quarterback. I didn't start following him until they played Kansas City, the last game of the season, and then um, so they beat Kansas City twice, and then they beat Tennessee, and they beat um, you know the Raiders, unfortunately. But I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, I, and he's only in his second year. Cause I, I didn't pay attention to Cincinnati at all. I'm not. A, I'm a Raider fan, so I watch the Raiders and the Niners and the Eagles once in a while. But I, I I just think he's – I mean, for a second-year guy, that guy is really impressive. Um, you know, I, I think it, they've really been uh, treated like nobody had any respect for him. And um, the, Kansas City's biggest choke, they had the coach on really briefly – not they didn't have the coach on, sorry. They had an, um, a, a gal out there, I don't know her name, that was saying that she talked to the coach of Kansas City, and he said um, – he was instructed to throw the ball – out of the end zone or a quick slant, uh, not anybody, not on in the thing. And he, you know, he begged him for that chance, so he gave it to him, and he screwed up. But he's, he, he yep. said it was my fault, the coach, because I shouldn't have let him put him in that position. So, so Andy Reid didn't dump it on the quarterback, but he he was told what to do, and he didn't do it. But yep. Andy Reid said I shouldn't have given him that option. So right. uh, I think that was a big turning point in the game. The For other, sure. the other thing I was—I mean, I know nobody cares about this one on a day after the playoffs, but I was watching the Sharks the last two games. Um, unfortunately, they lost near the end the last two ones, and they're really playing their hearts out. But Kane going to Edmonton, uh, I think, is because Edmonton's in ninth place. The Sharks are in eighth place, and eighth is the—you know—the playoffs. I think Kane did that just so he could, you know. Stick it to the sharks if he could bring Edmonton into the playoffs and knock the Sharks out. I think mean, that's what he's doing. I, and I, the other thing is, you know, briefly with the Sharks, I think they're going to lose that with Kane. I think they're going to have to pay him because the NHL said we didn't find anything um, that he knowingly broke that um, whatever call that rule about um, traveling with uh, when, when you got the virus. So they said. So I think with the NHL said that, I think the Sharks are going to get. Uh, hammered when they come, you know, they'll probably have to eat, eat the contract, I mean, which stinks, but I think mean, that's, what's going to happen. And, um, you know, that's all I have to say about the sharks. And, and the last thing is I, I keep reading about Wiseman that he's not even on a three on three, I guess they're supposed to do before he gets a five on five. I mean, I know he had surgery again to clean it out on in December. And, you know, the only reason I learned that is because he told everybody, the coach did.
23: Uh, on an interview,
22: at, you know, you know, like about a week and a half ago. So nobody knew that until about a week and a half ago. Do you have any knowledge? Because I know you have some contacts with the Warriors. Do you have any knowledge about where Wiseman's going to be? Is he coming back like this season now? I'm starting to wonder. Is he supposed to come back like in a month or so? You think, or w- what's the story on him?
4: I I don't have as as I'm not as connected as I used to be when I worked for the flagship station. But everyone that that i i read or talk to they all basically say that it's, it's been a bit of a setback and they don't they don't really need him this year in, in quotes i mean they'd like to have him they'd like him have him be what he's supposed to be but he's just uh, i i kept hearing that he was making progress so i don't know i really don't know what the situation is
22: i'm hoping he comes back i'm there and i heard the raiders you know, because I'm, like I said, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm, I know you did, and nobody's talking about this because nobody cares about the Raiders. But that, I heard they heard New England's president is now the GM for the Raiders, which is really good. So you have to hire the GM usually before the coach. Um, and I heard um, the coach you like, Harbaugh, is interviewing with, I think, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, any chance you think we'll get him or the Miami coach, or do you think he's going to go in a We already have. We already direction.
3: have.
4: Dave Ziegler, who was their personnel guy, he's now the GM, and and McDaniels is hired. So those two guys are best friends from college. They played on the same football team in college. So uh, McDaniels is the Raiders head coach. I got to run, Vince, but thanks. I wish it was horrible. Thanks for the okay, call, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
23: When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries
20: Hey, team, it's a full house. we got to pick up the pace. At
7: Hank's Restaurant, the line goes around the block. Is
20: this for 12? Okay, I need the truffle oil drizzle.
7: What he needs is another line cook. Oh,
20: man. Are the quail breasts still in the sous vide? Dave, can you keep an eye on that, please? Indeed can, can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed.
7: Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
17: Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my v- friend will be on
18: it. Steel Man Pills, going the extra mile to help men with erectile
1: dysfunction. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. 399 3691
13: That's 800-399-3691. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb.
15: Rick Tittle always goes commando.
4: Yeah, that's right. What you got? 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. Let's go out to KSHP 1100 in Vegas, and we got Tom. How you doing, Tom?
12: Hey, Rick. How you doing?
4: Pretty good. What's up, buddy?
12: Well, I was hoping San Francisco could win because I'm from uh, Southern Ohio, and the two losses of (laughs) Bengals have had in the Super Bowl were to the or to the Forty Niners, and hoping they'd have another shot at them. But that's the way it goes.
4: Uh, Were you more? Was it more painful the first time with Forrest Gregg or the second time with Sam Weish?
12: uh, They should have won both those games, actually. Right, right. But uh, no, you know, I I, it it you know with with the. the, the way the the franchise has been run over the years, they've done it on the cheap, you know, Mike mm-hmm. Brown, yep. and uh, it would just have been great to see him play. You know, they had to play the 49ers with Montana and Rice. And, That's uh, the thing, too, is that, uh,
4: yeah, the first time that was Super Bowl sixteen, and it was kind of an aw shucks, look at us, the 49ers, we always lose, but we're in the Super Bowl. But the the second time around, that Boomer and Esiason team, it uh, And then, of course, that pass to John Taylor in front of John Candy and all that. I mean, that those are both daggers in the heart. But I, I kind of feel like, let me ask you this as a Bengals fan, Like I kind of thought that if you guys were going to play the 49ers, it wouldn't be retribution, but almost like, oh, no, now we're going to go 0 for 3 against these guys.
12: Yeah. No, I think they would have beaten the 49 I think they'll beat the Rams. I think Burrow is a much better quarterback than uh, – Stafford and uh, hopefully they'll win. But I enjoy your show here in Vegas and uh, thank you very much.
4: Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. That's very nice of you. It's Tom calling in from Lost Wages, Nevada. <clears throat> Proud to be on uh, KSHP down there. But yeah, if you think about unlikely teams to get to the Super Bowl, I mean, that 49er team <clears throat> in 1981. They were the first team in NFL history to win the Super Bowl after having been the worst team in the league two years earlier because they were 6-10 um, and 10 in 1980 and then they started the season 1-2. And, and this is Bill Walsh after uh, our own Ron Barr recommending him to Eddie DeBarlow from Stanford and then they went to the Blue Bonnet Ball and got destroyed. But... That turnaround, of course, was led not just by Montana, but one of the great drafts in the history of the NFL. Three rookie defensive backs, led by Ronnie Lott. You had the iconic catch of Dwight Clark. You just felt like they were a team of destiny. And you also kind of felt like this Niners team was a team of destiny, the way they kept winning on the road from week 18 on. But to me, Uh, in recent memory my biggest team of destiny was my uh, Sharkies who ended up losing the West finals to St. Louis who won the whole thing without any stars unless you like Tarasenko but I mean the way they got past the Lanch, the way they got past Vegas uh, uh, just even that game against St. Louis where Timo Meyer slapped it in with his hand I thought oh this is a team of (laughs) destiny Um, but the Niners got off to that fast lead against Cincinnati. Over uh, Archie Griffin, the only guy to win the Heisman twice, which was dumb. But he fumbled the kickoff, and Ricky Gervais—yes, that's his name—Ricky Gervais got the fumble. Um, Cedric Hardman and Archie Reese, those guys on the defensive line, having that stand. Dan Buns with the tatchel, the tackle on the one-inch line. I mean, if you were a Bengals fan, I just remember Forrest Gregg after the game was just, like, inconsolable. Like, he wasn't crying, but they're like, what do you think, coach? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he could barely talk. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's like, how in the hell were the Niners in the Super Bowl? I grew up with them and everybody else's highlights. But the only other team to reach the Super Bowl after being the worst team in football the two years before were the Carolina Panthers in 3 and uh, John Fox, who was the Raiders defensive coordinator, who I didn't care for very much, when he got hired as a head coach, I thought, what? But they went 11-5. and five. They had a great defense. Jake DeLom, um, You had uh, Stephen Davis as the running back. He was a pro bowler. Steve Smith out of Fresno State. Remember the great Mousheen Muhammad? And that was that. Another uh, Super Bowl against the Patriots back and forth that fourth quarter what was there like 30 points score in the fourth quarter but once again falling victim to a late Adam Vinatieri field goal but you could say you know one of the most unlikely teams ever to go to the Super Bowl was that 2001 New England team because they um, uh, you know they got to the they got to Super Bowl 31 that's the one where Brett Favre beat them um, but you know, Tom Brady came in, there were a few holdovers from that squad, but when they played the Steelers in the title game and they got there cause of the tuck rule, obviously the Steelers were huge favorites. And then you'd face Kurt Warner with the greatest show on turf. And it, what ended up being a pretty common occurrence as we found out later, much later, is that Tom Brady would lead the team down the field and give it to Adam Ben and, Terry and he would kick a field goal. <clears throat> and that was the first of those six Super Bowls. Thought he had seven. He does. The other one is with Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. But the um, I think about the Rams, too. I mean, the worst teams of the 90s were the Colts and the Rams. And I remember when um, Marshall Falk was with the Colts and he got traded to the Rams and I was like one horrifying team to the other. <clears throat> Poor guy. But he was still a pro bowler. They uh went out and um they got Trent Green from Washington and drafting Tory Holt was a good move. But what happened was Trent Green got hit by um who was it, Harrison in the leg and uh out for the season. So they had to put in this guy that used to saw, uh, stock tuna fish at the Piggly Wiggly, basically the Iowa barnstormer of the Arena League, a guy named Kurt Warner, who now is going to the Hall of Fame. I think, I guess there's a movie out about him now. <clears throat> I don't think I could sit through that. I, I'm the guy who says there's no such thing as a good sports movie. There are a couple. But what happened with the Rams, they went 13-3, and and... Um, it was the, um, the Titans, remember that? They were winning, like, what was it, 16 nothing, and they needed um, a 73-yard touchdown pass from Warner to Isaac Bruce. And then the last play of the game, Dyson tackled by Jones. Mike Jones, Mike Jones, who was a running back at Missouri, he got drafted by the Raiders, and it was Al Davis that turned him into a linebacker, by the way. So, yes, and I'm sure you can think of a few uh, as well that were improbable um, Super Bowl teams. Um, so, uh, as I said, we have less than two weeks of shopping days. It'll be on uh, February 13th. As I said, we're, the Super Bowl is now going to be around Valentine's Day. Now. <laughs> You're going to have super, the Super Bowl at 330 uh, Pacific time, I guess the 45 minute halftime show is going to be Snoop and Dre or whatever. I don't know how, I forgot how much money Dre got paid, but millions and millions of dollars to, well, what do you think people will like? And he just calls up Snoop, hey, you want to do it? Sure. Why not? Especially when it's in Englewood. That's pretty cool um, as well. So, uh, as uh, we were talking about with uh, Frank Frigo earlier, right now the Rams are coming in at four point favorites. And if I had a strong feeling either way, I might be tempted, but I know I would lose. (laughs) So I'm not. So we'll get into the matchups. People say, oh, the matchup is Joe Burrow versus Aaron Donald. Well, I mean, Aaron Donald is a defensive tackle. He's not a sack specialist. But yes, we get the picture. And we know that Burrow got sacked nine times versus that Tennessee team a couple of weeks ago. He stayed pretty upright yesterday. But that defensive front is pretty nasty so I think Zach Taylor right now is trying to game plan ways of keeping that rush off his back but just mentioning Zach Taylor Zach Taylor versus Sean McKay and it's a guy who Zach Taylor emerged from under McVay in Los Angeles talk about coaching trees Zach Taylor even though Sean McVay is what is he 28 he is under the, Zach, the Sean McVeigh coaching tree. <clears throat> and McVeigh, the way he threw all threw away all his timeouts in that game yesterday, the way he goes conservative when it's late. You know, Dominic was telling me earlier that Mike Shanahan in his last four playoff games, Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan in his last four playoff games in the fourth quarter has been outscored like 33 to nothing. He can't close them out. Ask Falcon fans how he can't close it out. But the way that game was, I thought the Rams were panicking. First of all, their eye in the sky sucks. That's the guy. I mean, don't blame McVay. you got to trust the eye in the sky who says, throw the red flag, throw the red flag. And then you burn your timeouts. He you burned two timeouts that way. And then just think, if you had the most horrific play in NFL history that was just obvious, you couldn't even replay it if you wanted to. And um, – by the way, on my screen right now, they're showing 75 different angles of Tart dropping that interception. And I feel bad for him. <clears throat> when I played high school football, there was a play like that to end a game that um, my friend, we were both safeties, and my friend intercepted it, and he pinned it to his chest. It didn't look good, but he got it. And we came over to the sideline, and the coach said, if you would have dropped that interception, I would have broken both your legs. That that. was that, Those things stick with me. And all I could think of was like, oh, it going to break both his legs. I think the, the, the really cool thing about the Super Bowl, for someone like me who's impartial, like I said, I'll be rooting for Cincinnati, but I'm not going to live and die on it, uh, is Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you have one of the most exciting young wide receivers in uh, football, just electrifying. Um, and Jalen Ramsey is supposed to be one of the best in the business. And if the Rams front gets after Burrow, that matchup is going to be even more crucial because he'll keep going to look at his guy. And I think that's frustrating, too, especially if you're a Niner fan or a Bucks fan or anyone else, when you know that Cooper Cup is the guy and you still can't stop it. You know, just a, where, where's he going to go? It's late. Where's he going to go? Well, he's going to go to Cooper Cup, and it turns out right. Now I'm getting a note saying the Rams are favored by 4.5. So it was 3-4 now four and a half if you want to get it i'd probably get it now i don't think it's going to go to five but i'm not a betting prognosticator it might swing back the other way there could be an injury it could come back to a oh, pick them you got to get it when you get it so if you love the rams i would probably get it right now if it really is at four and a half all right we'll take a quick break and we'll come back right here on sports Byline.
1: that's 800-817-2968. Hello, you there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details.
10: You're so ugly you could be a
20: modern art masterpiece.
15: 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. A
4: couple minutes left, an hour and now number two of three. I know a lot of my fellow Tottenham fans have wanted Paulo Dybala for a long time, and so his teammate at UV, Rodrigo Bentancur, the Uruguayan, who, by the way, is going to be playing tomorrow night. I hope he doesn't get hurt for the and White, <clears throat> the Blanca. On Instagram, he put uh, to Dybala, muchas gracias, hermano. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, te voy a extrañar. I'm going to miss you. Espero me. Venga, sal visitar Seguido. I hope you come visit me often. So like, oh, does that mean that he's coming? <laughs> does that mean that he's coming to uh, Tottenham? Uh, probably not. By the way, we had um, some more um, of our national team go into our... National Soccer Hall of Fame, uh, which I still don't really know where that is. But Hope Solo, been on the show. Clint Dempsey, been on the show. Shannon Box, been on the show. They're all in. And for those of you who think Hope Solo is nuts, it doesn't matter. She had 202 caps, and she was in three Olympics, and she won a World Cup, and she won two gold medals. She is the all-time winner in the history of American uh, national team, women's national team. And also, if you look at her clean sheets, 102 shutouts. Now, a couple of those are probably against Suriname and the Central African Republic, whatever. But still, when you go in between those pipes, and I have played goalie just in Golden Gate Park in the Rec League. We won the city championship, by the way. But it's 8 by 8 It's 8 yards long and 8 feet high. So congratulations to uh, Hope Solo and Clint Dempsey. I mean, what can you say? This guy, you know, uh, came from Creighton to the Revolution to uh, Fulham to Tottenham and scored a lot of great goals for the national team. Uh, so, good stuff. And Shannon Box, she was there forever. She won three gold medals, five World Cups. She was in as well. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we got another hour. So come on back.
17: LSA Radio News with Lance Pryde.
11: Following protests of Spotify kicked off by Neil Young over his claim of COVID-19 vaccine misinformation, the music streaming service says that it will add content advisories before podcasts discussing the virus. In a post-Sunday, Spotify chief executive Daniel Eck laid out more transparent platform rules. The Joe Rogan Experience, which has been criticized for spreading virus misinformation, claims some of yesterday's misinformation are today's scientific facts.
17: The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID you'd be removed from social media now that's accepted as fact
11: the Cincinnati Bengals will play the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 56 on February Thirteenth. USA radio news
19: hi I'm Dan Pilla I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house I sued the IRS and won I beat the IRS then and I've been beating them ever since I wrote the book on tax debt settlement and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved I can help you too If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com.
11: As the United Nations Security Council meets Monday to discuss unrest around the world, one topic to be discussed is Russia's posturing against their Ukrainian neighbors. Some U.S. lawmakers want to impose sanctions before Russia attacks.
5: Russia has amassed troops along the Ukraine-Russia border in Belarus and put ships in position in the Mediterranean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby telling Fox News Sunday that a Russian invasion of Ukraine could happen at any time. He continues to add troops to that border with Ukraine. The American ambassador to the United Nations Linda Thomas-Greenfield telling ABC's This Week they're calling for Russia to explain themselves at the UN Security Council. One more opportunity to find a diplomatic way out for for the Russians. Senators Bob Menendez and James Risch of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee plan to finalize legislation on sanctioning Russia early this week. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott.
11: Thank you, Jeremy. We are USA Radio News Denver Colorado Elementary School will be holding a Black Lives Matter event for kindergartners and first graders this week. Topics of discussion will include restorative justice, transgender affirming, queer affirming, and black villages. Nicole Neely, president of Parents Defending Education, speaks out on Fox News.
6: This is Black Lives Week of Action uh, in schools, and so this is one of dozens of schools across the country that will be doing this instead of, as you pointed out, the things that we expect our children to be learning, Centennial Elementary, where this is taking place, only 31% of students score at or above proficiency in math and reading. Our children have a finite number of hours in the day, and so every hour that they spend do, you know, working on these principles is one where they're not making up the significant learning loss that has happened over the past two years. Our children deserve better. Why would anybody need to really get into issues of race with school? The school actually put out a statement that said, there are studies showing that children have internalized bias beginning ages two to four, and so that's why they feel that they need to shove these things down our children's throats. These are issues that you know parents should be deciding, families should be deciding, because this is not what we send our children to school to learn. Um, you know, issues of transgenderism, these are very sensitive topics that a lot of people feel very strongly about, and it's not something that we want our children, you know, who are, let's remember, kindergarten first grade i mean these are five six seven year olds who still believe in the tooth theory and so this is very objectionable i think on a lot of levels
11: thanks for listening it's well appreciated i'm lance pry we are usa radio news
14: hi i'm dr robert Clapper, chief of orthopedic surgery at cedars-sinai medical group in los angeles california blue goo a try call one 888 330 and you'll receive a one week supply of blue goo absolutely free the makers of blue goo are even paying the shipping the number again is one 888 330 if you want more information on blue goo visit online at www.dothegoo.com now available at select big five stores near you rick tittle knows his sports i hate
6: that guy i love that guy Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the
5: hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
4: All right, hour number three underway, and... I'm telling you right now, you South Americans. Uh-oh, Rick, don't get canceled. <clears throat> don't get canceled. You, the way you South Americans speak Spanish always leaves me guessing. Because I grew up learning Mexican Spanish. Because I just saw the this welcome video sent by the new Tottenham player, Rodrigo Bentancur. He's Uruguayan, and he's in Uruguay. And what I was expecting him to hear was like, Hola, yo soy Rodrigo Bentancur. And he said, Hola, Rodrigo... What? Hola, Rodrigo... I slowed it down 12 times. Hola, Rodrigo... If he was Mexican, he would say, hola. Soy Rodrigo Pantancur. (laughs) That's what I, it's it's hard enough for me, man. I got English wired into my brain. I'm okay in German. I'm kind of okay in French, and I thought I was okay in Spanish, but there's something about the South Americans. When I got a chance, before I rode the elevator with him at the International at the Hotel Intercontinental down there on Howard Street or Harrison whatever it is I asked uh, Lionel Messi he's up there with Pep Guardiola I said now that Samuel Oto is gone you have Ibrahimovic come again what does that mean and he went like what Blu-lu-lu. it's sort of like the you know if your name is Gallegos in Mexico you're Gachegos in South America like from Venezuela, the rookie of the year when I was in high school, senior high school, was a guy for the White Sox named Ozzy Guillen. And then at some point, Ozzy Guillen gave up and just went with Guillen because he's probably sick of everyone saying his name wrong. and Plus, he has undiagnosed Tourette's. But what I'm trying to say is uh, everyone and the entire continent make it easier for me to understand you. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Because I studied Spanish for years and years. I think I have a grasp on it. And then I hear a guy from Uruguay. And then I realize I don't know anything. I understand. Donde está casa de pepe? I don't understand. (laughs) It's too fast for me. I'm stupid. Slow down. All right. We got another show. We got another show. We got another hour to go. And uh, you may participate if you so so see fit. 1-800-878-7529. Come on back. And now, a
8: page from the Diary of Flo.
7: Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow wrist, elbow wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by.
13: Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive.
7: Maybe it's me. No, it's him.
13: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. and start increasing your bone density. Call now.
1: 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217.
0: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month?
9: Guys, are you tired of being tired, frustrated because it seems impossible
1: to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, Andro 400 Max, the extra strength all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to
9: gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money
1: back. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435.
3: Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key. So handsome. He's a genius.
4: Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Usually at 11.12, we have a against-thenumber.com prognosticator. But if they lag, then I'll talk about something else. If we get them, we'll throw them on now. He wants to talk NBA, so I'll just stay on topic. Uh, as the trade deadline <clears throat> is fast approaching here, So we've got about a week left. And the NBA is the most complicated sport to make trades of all time, not just because you got to make the money match, but because of all the different stipulations of bird rights, early bird rights, late worm rights, um, liar, liar, pants on fire, hang them on a telephone wire rights. There's all sorts of weird things like that. And then, you know, mid-level exception low-level exemption low rent exception I take exception to what you just said all those things it's hard to do but we do know there are a few teams that are all in buyers and I would have to think at the top of that list is Brooklyn they have put so much money into these guys they have no idea whether Kyrie Irving's gonna be available for home games in the playoffs Well, they do have an idea, and the idea is no. But, by the way, Kyrie Irving was allowed to play in San Francisco. You weren't allowed to go if you were unvaxxed, but you're allowed to play if you're unvaxxed, which is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. Ever? Well, it's up there. It's up there. Because the reason you don't go if you're vaccinated, oh, you have it. The thing is, the if you have a vaccine, it only protects you. You can still get it and spread it. I don't understand... Why they say if they say you have to prove you don't have it, I actually understand that. But to prove that you're vaxxed to me doesn't make. And I am vaxxed, but it makes no sense why you have to prove that. Because you could put us all. Everybody in here is vaxxed. Yeah, we all could have it. Or one guy could have it. But I digress. <clears throat> the restrictions on them, and and they need some defense really bad, really bad. All right. Um, we do have on the line though JD sharp instead of uh, Noah Parker. JD sharp is always very sharp to jump in when ATN needs him and let me remind you about ATM what does it stand for I'll tell you against the number.com it is a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers that's focused on one thing and one thing only beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season end of current season one month, one week, one day and one year specialist specific packages their prices are reasonable, their tracking and distribution process is simple and their results are real baby. Not like that fake stuff, real. JD, welcome to the show. Thanks for jumping in. Obviously, when we have the conference championships games, most of the country is going to be focused on that. But we did see um, some interesting news this week. One of them is that Auburn, the football school, and even the baseball school, they're up at number one for the first time ever. How long do you think they can last?
25: You know, honestly, Rick, and by the way, thanks for having me on. It's been a couple of weeks now. I will say this just to just to hop over to NFL real quick. Uh, on your show, I made a statement that the Bengals were, were a team to watch to win a couple of games in the playoffs, and and Joey Joey Burrow, he kind of reminds me of Tom Brady. He's got that Tom Brady spikes, but it's really nice to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl. But to your question. 19 and one. Now they just blew out Oklahoma at home by 18. They barely beat Missouri by one the game before that, but they beat Kentucky by nine uh, for that game. I think that Auburn is uh, the books up uh, Auburn at 3 to one, and and Auburn was up to 75 and eight to one to win the national championship in, in the I think Auburn. There's teeth betters to to know to, to put down a decent-sized
4: wager on Auburn. Um, so, you know, it's like
3: all
4: right. We're going to try and reconnect with uh, with JD. It's a little bit too herky-jerky. <clears throat> and believe me, in the um, in the time of interviewing people on cell phones, <laughs> which I have, I think. Uh, and it drives some of my co-hosts crazy sometimes, I try to let it go as long as I can because I always feel like at some point it's going to click in and start working. If I can grab a word here or there I can throw it in uh, as well. But yeah, when you think about the great Auburn basketball players, what is it? Charles Barkley and who? Can you name anybody else? Uh, Dick Hertz, um, Hugh um, huge all Teddy's, maybe bend Dover. I think um, uh, Oliver clothes off. He was another one that was pretty good. Phil McCracken, that I mentioned him. But other than that, it's just Barkley and those guys uh, at that point. But I do love the fact that um, that JD said, "Yeah, you know, I called the Bengals." And you know what, uh, uh, JD, do we have you back?
25: We do, we do, yeah. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah,
4: I like the fact you threw that Bengals thing. And normally that would be bragging, but someone who is in your position, someone that we're supposed to trust with our money, you have to say that. That that means that we need to trust you more, doesn't it?
10: Uh, I mean,
25: <laughs> I, I'm 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 real, I'm relatively tall well for making that prediction. I look at the I look at the Bengals, and they've got they really have three first round wide receivers. T. Higgins was having an exceptional year. So, He was very successful in one of the seasons, but he ended up being a second-round pick. He should have been a top-ten pick, in my, in my opinion, coming out of Clemson. Um, obviously, Jamar Chase is clearly one of the, the most talented wide receivers the NFL has had or there that's the entered the league probably. He's, he had the best year since Randy Moss, let's be honest with ourselves. Tyler Boyd was really good at Pitt. He was, he was a, probably a first-round talent. That ended up being, a, I believe, it was the second-round pick. So Joe Burrow has a lot of talent around him. And Joe Mixon, who was a five-star recruit, went to Oklahoma, played really, really well. And even C.J. Uzoma from, from Auburn, who's doing pretty well at tight end also. So I think that the Bengals have probably the, the, the most, the, the, the deepest group of playmakers in the NFL. So it's really not, it's really not super surprising that, that they were able to, to, to do what they've done you know, with, with, with the the talent that they have and, and and Joe and Joe Burrow being as, sorry, my, my daughter is, is fine. I'm I'm really (laughs) running away from my daughter right now. Let me,
4: (laughs) let me get uh, one more question in before we let you go. And we were talking about Auburn and they gave Bruce Pearl eight years, 50.2 million. It's going to keep him on the sideline. In his 70s. They've, they've almost won 20 games in a row. But tomorrow night, sold out Auburn Arena, the local Dobby against the Crimson Tide. Tickets are going for $200. It's a revolution down there.
25: Right, yeah, Auburn is, they have the most talented team in college basketball. I mean, you look at Jabari Smith, 6'10, true freshman. He's got skills like a guard. He shoots 42% from three. They've got Walker Kessler, seven-one, averaging five blocks a game. They lead college basketball with nine blocks a game. The team is exceptionally deep. They're big. They're fast. They they run. I mean, they play a very very fast-paced game. They play strong. They're, they're strong offensively, strong defensively. Auburn is. <coughs> excuse me. Auburn is in my opinion, the most talented team in college basketball
4: right now. All right. Good stuff. Hey, J.D. Sharp from AgainstTheNumber.com. Thanks for jumping on, man. Hey, thank you. All right. <laughs> good stuff. That's too funny, running away from his daughter. Um, and listen, I've been in that position many times when some station calls me up. Can you come on? When? Right now? And it just means somebody else flaked, and you're like, yeah, okay. All right, when we come back, Bruce Marshall will join us from the gold sheet. We'll stay in Vegas. Come on back on Sports Violin.
1: 2080.
5: As Gotch brings it in, Sharks get it out. Here's a breakaway. Patrick Barlow scores!
15: Cares about anything else when you've got rick tittle on the radio
4: oh bless your heart thank you for that welcome back to the show rick tittle with you one 800 play it's time to check in as we do weekly with our friend bruce marshall the man behind the gold sheet and goldsheet.com for all your insider news on sports prognosticating but with bruce we always talk about the national hockey league get a little bit of love there uh as well bruce good to have you uh with us um we were wondering if evander kane would find a home in hockey and uh he has it's in alberta with the oilers and uh, came in and uh, showed why he still has a job because he is an extremely talented player were you surprised he ended up there or did you think uh maybe he would uh just be out in the wilderness
26: Rick, uh, to be honest, I thought it might be the latter for a little longer uh, because it's still kind of quick since all this unraveled with the Sharks Uh, and given his past. I mean, he's obviously, uh, uh, you know, sort of radioactive right now, but I I figured at some point he'd get another shot because, you know, he can still do something that is in high demand and he can score goals. and as long as you can do that I mean teams will be able to overlook him you know whatever goes on off the ice and, and and the stuff with him has happened off the ice and some of the decisions he's made and all um but you know he doesn't seem to have that bad of a rep you know in the, in the clubhouse and and on you know on the ice he uh, you know he he can still do some things so in that regard i'm i'm not surprised he's gotten another shot but then it happened kind of quick sort of him but you know maybe he'll help Edmonton The Oilers have had a very tough go since the start of the year and the COVID pause. They've just started to shake out of it lately, and and maybe he's what they need. Keep an eye on the situation, yeah.
4: The uh, All-Star game, of course, is going to be in your neck of the woods down there in Las Vegas, and the uh, skills competition the night before uh, has a couple of uh, new things, and uh, one of them is the Discover Card NHL Fountain Face-Off, which will take place in the Bellagio Fountains, and players will get on a little boat to go to this little rink, and then they have to get uh, five targets. Um, And uh, they're going to shut down, I guess, Las Vegas Boulevard for this. Um, And also there's going to be um, hockey uh, blackjack, uh, I should say, they're going to put this huge deck. It almost looks like a Wheel of Fortune board of cards, and you have to smash pucks through, and you got to get closest to 21 without busting. So a real Vegas feel. This is why they're having it there for this type of excitement. Your thoughts?
26: <laughs> I guess so, Rick. I mean, uh, it's funny how far the, uh, the NHL All-Star game has come. Uh, where it's now it's sort of this gimmick ridden thing, but that's all right if you promote it as such. I mean, it's sort of a fun exhibition right now. Uh, why not? I mean, you mentioned the skills competition a moment ago, and I think that's sort of turned into uh, what you know the dunk contest has done in, in NBA All Star Weekend. That's something that people seem to look forward to more than the games. And, and the NHL has changed the format of the games so much. But it's just sort of part and parcel I mean this has now brought Vegas into the league and they're trying to embrace all that they do in Vegas the only thing I question is if there's going to be people trying to sell opinions on who's going to win some of this skill stuff like that especially the you know the blackjack thing or whatever I mean that, that gets kind of crazy but it, it's all in good fun and it, I mean as long as they promote it as such uh, no harm done
4: also they're going to be um, bringing back uh, the uh, breakaway challenge and they're going to have some celebrities one of them in between the pipes is going to be Manon Rayom who we remember was the first ever uh, professional female goalie and she was good PR for the league it didn't hurt that she was also very good looking as well and um, I think is this kind of a nod to um, you know uh, equality diversity I don't know um, or just hey we love Manon Rayom throw her in there
26: well maybe a little all of it but i i'm actually kind of happy the nhl is doing that and rick you and i know you know for a long time the nhl had sort of this stodgy sort of a reputation and it kind of goes in with you know doing this stuff in vegas what they're doing they're actually trying in the nhl they know it's it's an entertainment thing now and, and again as long as they couch this as sort of an entertainment thing and they don't disrupt from the regular season which those of us Really, and the games itself, we don't want anything to disrupt that too much. But the fact they're trying, I think, is is pretty good. I mean, they've done more. They've tried the you know the TV stuff. They've got a little more comprehensive package this year now. I'm not sure I like the coverage as much as I liked on NBC before, but I mean, at least ESPN and TNT are trying, and the league is trying. And I think that in the bottom line, you know, they're adjusting to the times here, so that's that's kind of good.
4: The Colorado Avalanche have had a month for the ages. Um, Ten straight wins, eighteen straight wins uh, at home, and um, it's uh, when you think about how they're approaching history. I mean, it's the fifth longest streak they have. They're cl- they're closing in on the Red Wings' all-time mark. It's twenty-three uh, straight home games uh, that they did about. Uh, Uh, 10 years ago but still that win yesterday that was the 15th victory which is tied uh, all time with the pens and the uh, and the bees and the interesting thing about as much as they've been you know consistently winning they've been winning in a lot of different ways which is something that jared bedner talked about how they just uh, might be a different guy every night
26: yeah, and um, the other night against uh, the Blackhawks, it was Landeskog coming through. Of course, we know what McKinnon can do, and and Cadre uh, uh, is having a, an all star year himself. What's interesting to me about the Avalanche, were some teams, you know, and, and we mentioned a minute ago how Edmonton came out of that COVID pause and really was flat and just it just wasn't the same team. Uh, Colorado came out of that firing. I mean, they won five straight, then they lost one of the Preds, and then they haven't lost since. And you're right; they're doing it a lot of different ways. Most of the ways, though, uh, involve scoring goals, and they've got so many different guys that can do it. In a lot of these games, you've got some pretty high score lines, a seven-one and a five-nothing in there, and the six-six goals the other night against the Blackhawks. So, uh, so that's been pretty good. Also, I think they're they're rather happy. I mean, one thing they were a little worried about coming into this year, you know, uh, Grubauer uh, left uh, to Seattle. Um, but Darcy Kemper, who I thought was underrated throughout his career. And I thought he did a pretty darn good job while he had a chance down there in Arizona. You know, he's been pretty good in goal and, uh, you know, they've been able to, uh, uh, they've been able to keep going with him and he's their number one. Now that was, I think, sort of the question coming into the season for Jared Bednar, uh, but that's not a question mark right now. Kemper looks like a legit number one.
4: No doubt. We also saw with the Rangers, and it's hard to believe that they've been around for 95 years now, but Hendrik Lundqvist got his uh, jersey retired there at MSG. Um, He has every record there for the goalie. Most games played, most wins, most saves, save percentage, uh, everything. And um, all time, he's um, 11th uh, in uh, games played for goalies. Um, He's also the 11th player to have his uh, jersey uh, retired there most recently was uh, Mike Richter come to think of it but it's funny of all the gifts that he got uh, John McEnroe came out and I thought John McEnroe was going to give him a tennis racket but John McEnroe actually gave him an electric guitar with his uh, design on it the same guy who does his mask with the number 30 and the the old Statue of Liberty on it but um it's interesting that a guy who was a seventh-round pick out of Sweden became so big uh, for the for the Rangers.
26: Yeah, and, um, you know, my only regret the other night is it was uh, Henrik night, and usually the teams win on those nights, but they <laughs> they actually lost that game to Minnesota, which shows how good Minnesota's playing lately. And they had a late goal waved off that would have uh, maybe sent that thing into overtime. Um So it was, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, he was certainly worth honoring there. They're not going to see another one lacking with the Rangers. But I think also, I mean, we just mentioned the Rangers. I mean, uh, I shouldn't say to me because Shusterkin is is putting up numbers and gold the way Lundquist used to. I mean, and they're they're talking about him as a possible, you know, uh, Jack Adams winner this year. I mean, that's usually not something for a goalie, but he has been that good. And, Gerard Gallant, I dare say, uh, might be uh, – uh, well, actually, Jack Adams would be for for, for Gallant, to be the heart for Shesterkin. Uh Gallant could be a Jack Adams winner for the second time with a second different team. I don't know how long, many times that has happened.
4: But, yeah, uh, not very often. We only got 30 seconds. What's going on with the gold sheet Super Bowl, Bruce?
26: Check us out online, goldsheet.com. We'll have that right up up there later in the week. And uh, we'll have it all up there for the gold sheet and basketball every day, too, and picks, including NHL. Goldsheet.com. My picks there. They're also at Vegas Insider and DonBest.com.
4: There he is, Bruce Marshall with the gold sheet. Thanks for the talk, buddy. Let's do it again next week. Okay, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. Open Lions on Sports Filing.
23: When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries.
6: got a party of 10
7: coming in, and we need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, it goes in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you perfect. get at it. Exactly. just like, you know, Anything. you didn't become this
9: excellent at radio overnight. Thank you know, you. you know exactly when to say we got one minute left.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. You know? Because I'm so good looking. Yeah, you got, yeah. Practice <laughs> makes perfect. <laughs>
15: You must be crazy. Use a DOG. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
4: This is what had happened. Thank you for that. <clears throat> and we do have open lines if you want to get in at 1 800 878 Play. Emails, recordsportsbyline.com. Emails from Chrissy. Uh, saying, uh, Where is it? Oh, yeah. Rick, uh, did you really want Harbaugh? Are you sad it's not going to be him? I am, kind of. Uh, I definitely would rather have had Harbaugh. And if you want to believe ESPN, that um, he's now a favorite for the job at Minnesota. Minnesota hired Kwesi Adolfo Mensah. We talked about him. He's the math whiz from the Niners and the Browns. And they're interviewing him. And apparently Harbaugh showed uh, a lot of interest. And uh, the Vikings feel he's ready to make his return to the NFL. And uh, they're also interviewing the Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell and defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. They have an interview scheduled with the Niners, D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator. I can't see him getting a shot yet. I can't see Raheem Morris getting another shot. Kevin O'Connell, uh, whatevs, but this is probably up the for the Super Bowl. But the, <clears throat> the thing about Adolfo Mensah is that he was with the Niners when Harbaugh was there. And the NFL is aware of Harbaugh's interview and they're awaiting final paperwork that has to be filed for all head coaching interviews. This is his first known interview uh, of the hiring cycle and um, 58 years old. We know he's led Michigan uh, since 2015 as alma mater 61 and 24 there. With the Niners though, 44-19 and and won three NFC championship games, one Super Bowl and uh, when he left... Let's just say it was uh, quite fractious. <clears throat> um, the owner ended up looking like a, a buffoon, and the guy they replaced him with was not the defensive coordinator of Vic Fangio, but uh, the line coach, Jim Tom Sula, because he was a good guy. It's just all that good guy stuff, the Rich Basaccia. Oh, the players love him. He's a good guy. Why do they say that? Well, most coaches are jerks. Let's just say jerks. And when you get one that's a good guy, you like him doesn't mean he should be head coach but when um harbaugh was with the niners adolfo mensa was director of football research um we'll see look the vikings have uh, like i said a bunch of others to uh, interview since mike zimmer got the boot they also want to talk to kellen moore the rams offensive coordinator but i think harbaugh would have jumped to the raiders instantaneously but i also think One of the reasons he wasn't hired is that Jim Harbaugh can be quite abrasive. And that's fine with me because I don't have to work with him. I just want results. Um, We know that he was abrasive to some of the players even when he was quarterback coach of the Raiders. It's just his style. He's a big, big, dumb jock who's good at football. He's a good player and he's a good coach. That's all I want. I don't want to drive to Tahoe with him and have him do my taxes and make a gingerbread house or sandcastles. I just want him to coach my football team. And he had way, way more success in the NFL than Josh McDaniels did. Jim Harbaugh showed that he could lead not just men, but um, these type A, egomaniacal, millionaire, professional athletes of today's world. And that's not an easy thing to do. It's a whole heck of a lot harder than trying to deal with college athletes who were the judge, jury, and executioner and could pull their scholarship at any minute. You know, you could doghouse whoever you wanted for no reason. There's no agent that's going to get involved and cry about it. If any player had the temerity to go on social media to complain about the coach, he'd be out. It's a different thing. My favorite example locally is when Mike Montgomery, who was a longtime Stanford coach, came over to the Warriors and the Warriors tuned him out instantly in that same style and ended up going to Cal of all places but yeah I would like to have uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, but that ain't gonna happen because <laughs> they have hired Josh McDaniels now just to finish off what I was talking about earlier <clears throat> when uh, we got the call from JD sharp we switched to college basketball I was talking about the teams that are all in in the NBA um, I think that that is the Brooklyn Nets, as I said and um, if you think about like I said probably defense um, but they can't trade a first round pick until 2028 once again they cannot trade a first round pick until 2028 they're also 35 million over the luxury tax line I think once you get there it doesn't matter anymore. But who could they trade out at this point? Nicholas Claxton, Cameron Thomas, DeRon Sharp. I don't think so. <clears throat> but you think about guys who are in their uh, in the buyout market. That's the other thing. You know, there's rumors that Serge Ibaka is a candidate for a buyout. That could be something. I mean, the Clippers can save tens of millions of dollars by dumping him into Oklahoma City's cap space if they want to do that. But if they do and he secu- uh, secures a buyout, then the Nets could just pluck him up. I also think that the Bucks are all in right now. Um, they need somebody to replace P.J. Tucker. They need some insurance if Brooke Lopez breaks down. But if the Bucks package like DiVincenzo and George Hill, they could scrounge up enough salary to add another 12 million dollar player which isn't bad and you can keep an eye on a guy like maybe a Robert Covington in that respect but they uh they want to repeat and the Bucks have the ammunition for really one swing of the bat so if they take it they really have to make it count um I think the Heat also would probably like to add a little offense now they can't trade a first round pick until 2028 unless they Remove protections on the pick they own next year to OKC. They are below the luxury tax line, um, and um, 350,000, and then they're 6.7 below the hard cap line. You say, well, isn't that the same thing? now <laughs> and that's why it gets confusing. And keep in mind, a Victor Oladipo is going to be back soon enough, and might answer some of those questions they had, but. You know, Miami's postseason run last year was in large part because um, Giannis Antetokounmpo swallowed uh, Jimmy Butler whole on defense, and if he does that the same and Drew Holiday has a similar effect on Tyler Harrow, the the Heat are going to need somebody else to uh, generate shots. Uh, The Jazz also, I think want to make a move they need more defense they're looking for um, a center they also cannot trade a first round pick for six years they're 15 million over and losing joe Ingles is really going to hurt that utah offense but the truth was that with his expiring salary he was probably be the guy that was going to get traded well now that he's hurt I'm not going to trade him um and they're just collapsing before our eyes. I mean, they really need a perimeter defender. Rudy Gobert can't do everything. He's in the paint. So you have to deny those dribble penetrations before they get to that. But the they uh the first-round picks, they owe Memphis. They owe first-round picks to Oklahoma City. <clears throat> That's probably not going to land them Jeremy Grant from Detroit or something like that. Um, and then I think the Lakers too, you you cannot, I said before, you cannot have LeBron on your team and just be playing out the string. You have to be going for it. And they need defense, they need shooting, they need about everything. They can't trade a first round pick until 2027. They're 20 million over the the, the cap. So the question is, does anybody want Talen Horton Tucker? Does anyone want Austin Reeves? I mean, at one point Kalen uh, Talon Horton Tucker was the guy that Toronto said, give us that and we'll give you Kyle Lowry. And they said, no way. <laughs> you know? So uh, if you think about that first round pick in 2027, will some, will, is there a GM that will wait five years for that? There are rumors maybe Harrison Barnes. I love Harrison Barnes as a guy, but he's not instant uh, offense. <clears throat> but then, you know, those are the teams that are all in, I think. But there are flexible teams that don't need to make trades you know and they're all good teams like my Warriors they would like more size and people talk about how they're dangling uh, Kaminga I don't think they are I think they're dangling James Wiseman I think they're da- dangling Moses Moody and Kevon Ludi and uh, Bialicha and any yeah, of those guys they're not dangling Kaminga they know he's going to be a star someday um, the Suns Still don't have anybody they like to back up Chris Paul. They can't trade a first-round pick until 2024, but they are $7 million below the luxury tax line. Really, their only asset they might trade would be a guy like um, a Jalen Smith. Um, so Thaddeus Smith from San Antonio, the forward, he's been mentioned there. Uh, Felix could match his salary if they put Jalen Smith and Dario Saric together and, and maybe another first-round pick. But then you look at Chicago, the surprise team in the you know in in the East, and if you if you want to defend Giannis and Joel Embiid, um, you need somebody in there. Uh, and as Steve Kerr said there aren't too many pure centers like Embiid anymore. But they can't trade any of their first-round picks <clears throat> right now. Uh, they can trade a lottery-protected pick from Portland. Um, but they have guys they're, they're already talk about maybe moving Kobe White who they just drafted a couple of years ago um, the Grizz too another team that doesn't have to make a trade but we also hear that the entire roster outside of John Morant is available <laughs> anybody want Grace and Allen <clears throat> I would probably not think so I think Cleveland too has to like their that window somehow got open and they would like to they and they need more guards they have not made the playoffs without LeBron since the 90s they would love to do that without him especially the way that Evan Mobley uh, has been playing but they, you know, Colin Sexton's heard Ricky Rubio's heard Ricky Rubio is an expiring uh, draft pick as well but you know, then teams that are cleaning house. Could you see Portland just cleaning house right now? Trade C.J. McCollum. Trade Norman Powell. Trade Robert Covington. Could you trade Yusuf Nurkic? But then you would lose their bird rights. These are all things that have to go in. But, um, I mean, Anthony Simons is a 25-point scorer on a consistent basis, which means that McCollum might be redundant at this point, it depends how much they love him. I could see the Pels going in. Uh, the King, I mean the Kings. I mean, they need defense. They need shooting. They have not been to the playoffs in 16 years. Um, it, you know, do they want to make it just to get swept by Phoenix? They kept announcing to the world that um, you know they were trying to trade De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons, and um, I. I would probably rather have De'Aaron Fox, to tell you the truth, because at least he shows up and plays hard. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to get from Simmons, but it's only a week left, and so the phones are ringing around this country and in Toronto as well. i would take a quick break. Come on back on Sports
1: that's 800-817-2968.
20: Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health.
1: If you're running an online business and you don't feel you're getting enough new customers every
2: day, then I want you to claim a free copy of my new book right away. Inside this book, you'll find everything you need to get more new customers consistently using my proven and powerful E5 method. Hi, my name is Todd Brown, and for the past two decades, I've been showing entrepreneurs from complete beginners to millionaire business owners how to rapidly fill any business with new customers using a method called the E5 Customer Acquisition Protocol. I've just packaged it into a brand new book, and I'm going to send you a copy today absolutely free. I promise this book will forever end any struggles you have getting new customers to buy from you daily. But hurry, only a limited number of free copies are available. Text the keyword E5METHOD1 to 63566. Text E5METHOD1 to 63566. One more time, text the keyword E5METHOD1 to 63566.
6: Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look the reptiles.
15: Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey.
4: Uh, I feel bad about that now, actually. Um, Congratulations to Rafael Nadal, who has been so banged up over the last few years and just such a grueling individual sport. But, you know, those Grand Slam finals, you know, you're taking the two best, hottest tennis players in the world, you know, and just throwing one guy from Russia, one guy from Spain, throwing them at each other. And Daniel Medvedev, who was up two sets to none, all he did was whine after the match about the crowd, calling him uh, empty brain idiots because they kept booing him the whole time, and he kept playing into it, like saying, yeah, cheer me now. And Nadal said, I remember being here against Federer, and they booed me every time I touched the ball because they're rooting for Federer. So what it was was Nadal is like, look, you got to man up. You know, you were whatever, <laughs> because women have to overcome this too there. But if you can't take the boo in, you're in the wrong sport, Holmes. And um, an amazing comeback to win the third set um, and then the fourth set and then the tie break and the fifth. I mean, it was classy. The match lasted five hours and 20 minutes. And all Medvedev would said his quote, they were empty brain idiots out there. Have some respect like Nadal said, they were cheering me this time. They booed me before. You just got to roll with it. And uh, the Russian. And now he says, I might miss the, the French Open and Wimbledon to play hardcourt matches in Russia. Oh, have fun with that. You know who's going to be watching that? Just the people in the arena. That's who. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pack time.